Hey, you guys, welcome back to my channel. If you're new, my name is Allison, and this is the Devotional Hearts Show. I am a Christian life coach for women, and you can find me on Instagram at a devotional heart. I'm very excited to introduce to you my new friend, Dina, today. We met on Instagram. She is a lovely Orthodox sister, and um, we're just starting to get to know each other, and I asked her to be a guest on my show today. So welcome, Dina. Thank you for having me. And um, Dina has a little bit of an allergy cough situation going on. So I do. um, (laughs) She'll be perhaps coughing now and then. But other than that, um, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I think it's just allergies. Um, Yeah. All right. Well, let's just get right into your story. Um, I know a little bit about it, but I have a feeling I'm going to learn a lot more today. So why don't you start from the beginning? And um, if I have any questions, I might interject if you don't mind. Yeah. um, So I guess I'll start from the beginning. Um, I grew up in a Muslim household. Um, I was born and raised here. So um, me and my siblings are all Americanized. Uh, We went to public school um, and our parents would speak to us in Arabic and we would answer back in English. So I understand it better than I can speak it. Um, We grew up and uh, prayer wasn't forced upon us. Um, But I do remember like when it would come time for that time of the month of Ramadan, we would we would uh, fast. throughout the day. And, um, we were told basically it's to kind of have compassion towards those who are homeless or don't have any food. Um, but it's also a mental discipline. Um, so, you know, we would fast, but it was more of a cultural thing. We did it because our parents did it. Um, as I got older, um, and we, we never really prayed five times a day. Um, as I got older and I went to public school, I started, um, wanting to know more about my religion. Um, but it was just something there that was missing. Um, so if I ever fell or had, you know, trouble, Um, and something then when I needed God, I would, I would try to pray. Um, but I could never pray five times a day and always felt like, you know, if I didn't have, if I didn't pray five times a day, then I am displeasing God or I wasn't doing things the right way. So there was a really legalistic, uh, it's a, it's a legalistic religion. So, and plus there's no relationship, um, it's a, it's a distant, uh, relationship with God, you know, um, but, um, throughout the years I ended up, um, seeking something else. Like there was something missing. So I started dabbling in the new age, um, before I even know what, before I even knew that it was the new age. So, I remember like reading 
books about um, spirituality and law of attraction and um, healing crystals and psychics and all kinds of things. Was this um, like in high school or what? How old were you at that point? I had just, uh, this was like in my early 20s. I'm in my 30s now, but this was in my early 20s. I remember I was in a relationship for a very long time, which wasn't healthy. Um, there was a lot of drugs involved um, and uh, a lot of marijuana. I, I smoked a lot, like, I was very hooked on smoking every day. Um, and, um, it just wasn't a healthy relationship. So I was in that relationship for like seven years on and off. Um, so then I remember, you know, buying crystals, um, thinking that, you know, it would bring me some kind of good energy or, um, healing properties or whatever. Um, but not knowing that all this opens yourself up to demonic activity, whether you think it is or isn't, you are because you're not under, um, the triune God, you know? So, um, I, a lot of stuff was happening during that time and a lot of bad stuff was happening. And now that I think about it, I was like, that definitely was, um, something that isn't, you know, all that stuff that happened to me was definitely something, uh, from the enemy. Um, do you mean like demonic, you had demonic attacks or I, I did. I used to have bad dreams. Um, I remember things just, uh, happening that, um, you know, the, uh, what is it called? You know, when you're sleeping and then oh, sleep paralysis. Yes. Yes. So I've, I've had that. Um, it's just a lot of things that I didn't know, um, what it was at that time. Um, so in 2014, my father ended up passing away. And, um, when he passed away, I was seeking, I was seeking something like, I didn't know what I was. So I, I delved back into, um, Islam and I kind of listened to preachers and, uh, you know, talking about the religion and, would watch a lot of YouTube videos. Um, I also came across a lot of uh, Christian videos. Um, and I remember there was one of like John Ramirez. I don't know if you know who he is. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. But at the end of the video, he showed his book and I was like, okay, this is just, you know, he's just trying to sell a book. So, I mean, what he's talking about isn't real. And, you know, so. So for the people who who don't know who he is, can you briefly tell about where he came from and what he's doing now? Um, yeah, he used to be a Satanist and now he, he claims he, I don't really know much. I don't know if he 
because I'm kind of weary about John Ramirez. Um, I've yeah. heard some he, things about he's him. Not, he's not orthodox, just so the audience knows. Yeah, he, no, I, he's not orthodox. Yeah, I know very little. I've just seen his video and one of my good friends actually met him and is really into his stuff because he talks about spiritual warfare and fighting yeah. the enemy because he worked for the enemy. He did terrible things and now right. he's doing the opposite, fighting the enemy. That's right. all I know. Yeah. Um, so when I saw that he, I, w- I would listen to him and watch him, but then at the end of it, it was like, okay, well, here's my book Buy buy my book. And I was like, okay, this is just <laughs> promotion, you know? So, um, so I kind of just, uh, stopped trying to figure out, you know, what it was, but, um, I stayed in the, uh, you know, um, the new age. So I was still, you know, smoking every day and um, listening to all these gurus uh, talking about positive vibes and all this stuff. Um, and then one day I was, um, I needed a roommate. So I started looking for a roommate and I came across a Christian woman and uh, she was looking for someone who wanted to, um, to move in with. Um, And we we didn't move in together, but uh, it it just didn't work out. But she would talk to me a lot about Jesus. And I was like, well, Jesus is just a prophet. And, you know, I didn't understand where she was coming from because since a young age, we were taught Jesus is just a prophet. And um, I just thought she was a religious nut. Um, (laughs) But um, we kept in contact. And during that time, I was still in the new age and um, she basically would continue to talk to me about Jesus and she, and she, and she prayed for me. She's like, can I pray for you? I was like, sure. Um, and I was really seeking truth during that time. And during that time I was exposed to Pizzagate. I was finding information about all this. And I was just like, and this was like around 2017. And I was like, oh my goodness, like all this, you know, evil in the world, there has to be, you know, a God, you know? So I knew that, um, there was something more. And around this time, I kept in touch with this Christian woman. So she basically asked me, um, Dina, why don't you just ask God who he is and have him show you who he is? And I said, okay. Um, I, ended up praying to God. And I was like, whoever you are, show me who you are. I want to know who you are. Um, a few days later, I ended up meeting a guy online, um, on Instagram. And he basically, he turned out to be a Christian, but there's a lot of Christians. So I didn't think anything of it. Um, and we started talking and he was, I was like, how do you know Christianity is the truth? And he said, um, I just know. And I was like, how, how do you know, you know? And 
he was like, have you ever read the Bible? And I said, no, I haven't. So he started, um, he's like, okay, I'll read with you the Bible. And I was like, okay. So we started reading the Bible together and I was open to learning. Um, you know, I wasn't against it. A lot, you'll find a lot of people who are just against it, but I was open to learning. Um, so we started reading and then he would send me videos about ex-Muslims who came to Christ. And I was like, oh, this is just propaganda. You know, people, you know, they're always talking, always trying to make Muslims look bad and um, 9-11 and all of that. It's like, this isn't real, you know. Um, and then we continued on reading the Bible um, and a few days after that, I was sitting outside and um, this guy approaches me and he's like, what would you do if it was your last day on earth? Do you know where you would go? And I said, what? Like this random guy just walks up to me and he had like a track, like a pamphlet with um, the sinner's prayer on it. And when he approached me, we started talking and I was like, well, I'm, I grew up in a Muslim household. He's like, yeah, but you're an adult and you make your own decisions. Your parents are not going to be with you on the last day on judgment day. It's just you. So you're going to, you know, it's, it's your choice basically, which was true. Um, after that, I ended up texting my friend. I was like, you won't believe what just happened. This guy just approached me with, you know, and I was like, I knew because I had just prayed a week prior. God, show me who you are. Show me the truth. Mm -hmm. And then I meet this Christian woman and then I meet this Christian guy. And then this guy just walks up to me. You know, I was like, this is not a coincidence. Mm -hmm. So when I went home, I ended up, um, I basically prayed to God and I was like, I read the sinner's prayer. I repented. I said, God, if this is really you, I give my life to you. And um, later on, and um, there was a, a healing service that I had planned to go to at a local church. And I went in there and I just, I told the pastor, I was like, I'm, I'm just here to watch, you know? And I sat through the service and they were singing and everything. And um, at the end of the service, uh, he said, can we pray for you? I was like, sure. So we sat down and he started praying for me. And he said, do you confess Christ? And in my head, I'm like scared because I was like, I don't want to go to hell because, you know, it's embedded in you. Even though I'm living through sin, I'm still uh I would still call myself Muslim, mm -hmm. which makes no sense, you know, because you're not following it. But I knew that the enemy was in my head saying, no, like, don't confess Christ. Mm -hmm. But in my head, I was like, you've tried everything else. You know, if this doesn't work, you can always go back. So I was like, yes, I confess Christ. And they anointed me with the oil. And ever since then, I... Um, he's just written, revealing truth after truth. And I used to smoke all the time. And during that time, when I came to Christ, I just stopped it. Like the desire wasn't there anymore. Yeah. 
I remember reading the Bible and um, being convicted of it, being convicted of um, the scriptures, um, like this is me. And I knew the Holy Spirit. That was the Holy Spirit working in me because I've tried so many times in the past to quit on my own and I never was able to. So that fell off. I let go of that. And it was just like an onion being peeled truth after truth after truth. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I've, I've heard a lot of similar stories about people trying to quit smoking weed and, you know, yeah, it's, it's very, it's just a very interesting thing, but um, wow. Okay. So then how did you become Orthodox? Um, so last year during, right when the coronavirus hit, I inquired, um, in a group chat, um, for Orthodox inquirers, and I was interested in learning about it. Um, during that time I was pretty done with church. I was like, okay, I don't need church anymore. I was in an Anglican church. Like I tried the Baptist church, the Presbyterian church. And then the Anglican church, but I always felt like there was something missing. I just wasn't happy. And I was like, I'm just a non-denominational Christian. I don't need to go to church. Um, but when I inquired in the group, I started learning about Hosea Trenum, mm-hmm. um, Jay Dyer, of course. <laughs> um, and I started watching and learning and I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much that is missing in these churches. And especially the Eucharist, you know, and I was like, I'm missing out on so much. I really want to visit an Orthodox church. So I ended up, uh, it took me a while because it was, you know, during the coronavirus, um, a lot of the churches were closed, but um, I was able to get in touch with the priest and we did, we kept, uh, he was able to talk to me on the phone and um, I was a catech, I became a catechumen. And then seven months later, I ended up uh, joining the church and um, yeah. So I've been Orthodox for about a year and a little over a year now. So for people watching who don't know what the sacraments are, what the Eucharist is, how would you describe it to someone who, who just doesn't know about it? How would you How would you explain the importance and um, why why we need it? So in Protestantism, they they merely think of it as a symbol. You know, they think of baptism as a symbol, but it's not just a symbol. And um, it's for our, it's, it's it's the body and blood of Christ. And just knowing that the early church, um, partook of it that way. Mm -hmm. And then knowing that the reformation ended up, you know, it's like throwing out what the early Christians have done and then coming to, Mm -hmm. it's just, it just baffled me. It was like, why, you know, I want, I want true Christianity. I don't want the counterfeit or Christianity. I want authentic Christianity and, and, um, I, and that's what made me want to go into an Orthodox church is 
is just knowing that like why isn't like why are these churches doing what they're supposed to be doing you know I kind of got upset I was like Mm -hmm. I want I want the truth I don't want um something that is not you know or half a truth you know so yeah part of the one of the reasons I started this channel and this project is to educate people about orthodoxy and the ancient faith and the apostolic traditions, because so many people just have no idea. They don't know church history. And I learned about it online. And so I'm hoping that my audience can share my videos with people that are seeking to know about the church that Jesus Christ and his apostles created for us and the importance of things like the sacraments and the Eucharist. And I'm going to put a link in the description for everybody for a book that I'm reading right now. It's by Alexander Schmemann called the Eucharist. And it's, I'm learning so much. I'm only, I think I'm only like 20 pages in, but, um, really, really good. So I recommend that. So um, I want to go back to just more examples of the differences, like what, um, I mean, there are so many differences, but for you personally, when you were trying out these different churches and you said that something was missing other than the sacraments and the Eucharist, when you first went to your first divine liturgy or you met the people at the church what are some of the things that you liked about it um well in the protestant churches uh in the anglican church uh, i heard a lot of preaching there was a lot of preaching um and in the orthodox church it's divine liturgy so at, when i my first visit of course it was like you know, I was kind of, I didn't know how to feel, you know, because I was, you know, new coming into this, but the more I went there, um, I felt more comfortable. Um, and you know, their sermons are not Protestant churches. Their sermons are like throughout the whole service. And for us, it's like 15 to 20 minutes of a sermon. And the rest of it is worshiping um, with your your whole self. I, and that is something that I find beautiful is like, you know, you're, you're presenting yourself. You go into church and pre- presenting yourself and um, being involved and being in communion with God. You know, it's, it's more deep and, um, and I appreciate that. And it's just beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And then, um, can we go back to the new age phase of your life? Because again, something I'm hopefully doing with this channel because of my story as well, you know, we have a lot in common. Your story is, even though I wasn't raised Muslim, that part's not similar, yeah. but Um, I used to smoke weed. I was in the new age. I was seeking, looking for truth. I was very attracted to psychics, ESP when I was in like sixth and seventh grade. Me too. I would would try to do like psychic things with my friends, like try to read each other, like with cards, like, (laughs) 
And then Ouija boards. I was really into that. Um, this is just something about the supernatural world right. that is so attractive, especially it seems like to young girls, like teenage girls, mm-hmm. witchcraft and crystals and manifesting. And you mentioned yeah. the law of attraction. And so how would you describe in your own experience, the difference between using our manifestation powers to manipulate reality versus submitting our will and um, following Jesus Christ? It's basically witchcraft. You know, you don't think you're, when you're going, like when you're dabbling in all this stuff, you don't think it's any, you're not doing anything wrong. You're just even though you're, you might think that your intentions are pure, it's not. And you're being fooled into, um, all kinds of, uh, demonic energy, mm-hmm. whether you think you are or not. Um, it's just, it's just a counterfeit. And I always thought like religious people were weird. You know, I was like, like when that Christian lady started talking to me about Jesus and I was just like, and she was telling me um, yoga and funny thing is that the two times that I tried to do yoga, something would happen that I wouldn't go. Something came up. So I was like, okay, maybe it's just not meant for me to do yoga. Maybe God's trying to protect me or something. Um, But yeah. Yeah you know, it's, it's a transformation that takes place when you come to Christ, mm-hmm. you know, it's not something just logical. It's something mm-hmm. in the heart. And like, um, in the Bible, it says, um, no one can come to me unless the father draws, mm-hmm. draws him to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's the Holy spirit that is working in our lives. And I feel like if you really want to seek truth, you will find truth. But there's a lot of people who are like, I've already found truth or just don't care, you know? And I think it's sad because, you know, there's God is, uh, you know, waiting for us to come to him, right? you know? Yes. And he wants um, us to choose him and it's not forced. Exactly. And, the, and it's just so beautiful. And I, I, I love talking about this exact topic too. <laughs> with my guests and my friends, because like you said, it's not, a, it's not just a belief. And that's what I used to think of Christians too. And I had, my cousin is a Christian. Um, I had now and then people coming into my life who were Christians, but for the most part, I stayed as far away from it as possible. I was anti-Christian. I know, like you said, like some people don't, they'll, they'll accept the Bible. They'll, they'll be open to reading it, but I wasn't even open to opening it up and reading it. And when I saw Bible verses on people's Facebook or Instagram, it just, I was like, Oh, that just bugs me so much. And that was the enemy trying to keep me from reading the Bible. And once I finally did, like you said, it's a transformation of the heart and then your whole life transforms. So if I could go back to my former 
self, I would try to explain to her that it's, it's not just a belief system. Like I'm going to now adopt this Christian mindset because, because these other Christians say like, this is the truth. It's not like that at all. It's, it's a complete transformation. And then why I love orthodoxy so much is because it takes that and even even a step further because it's a lifestyle. You don't just go to church on Sunday. It's a complete transformation of your lifestyle. It's, it's a healing. It's the deepest healing you'll never find in the new age. You'll never find smoking weed or drinking ayahuasca or any of those things. Um, might, those things have led people to Christianity, but they're not, um, they're not the, the answer. (laughs) Right. And it actually makes things worse. Worse. Yeah. 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 Anything you wanted to share about Islam and um, just, I I really don't know that much about it, like the differences or some of just the basic principles. I never knew you could have a relationship with God until I came to Christ. You know, he reveals himself in many different ways. And he's the image of the living God. So um, with Islam, it's a distant God, someone who is all high, powerful. And you honestly don't have that connection as deeper as you have in Christianity. Um, Yeah, there's a lot I can say about that. (laughs) Um, Not. I don't know what else to. Did you ever go to any of the sites like the Kaaba? Is, is that what no. it's called? Kaaba? No. Um, I was born and raised here. Um, but I've heard stories about people going and having different experiences. Um, but yeah, I'm the only Christian in my family. So, you know, I try to talk to my family about it, but. Of course, you can't force anybody it, you know, but I just continue to pray for them. Um, and sometimes I, I'm like, is that the Holy Spirit working? You know, because my brother will say something or do something. And I'm like, you know, I hope like he's drawing him, you know, slowly. Like, I feel like the Holy Spirit was working on me way before I even knew, you know, who any what any of this is. Yeah. Or was. Yeah. And another similarity in your story and mine is when you were learning about all the evil things going on, like um, just the terrible things that is similar to my story, because when the whole lockdowns started and there was talk of forced stabs and things like that, um, I knew there was more to it than than just what you see in the mainstream media and that I think really the, the terrible things going on in the world helped me seek something from the Bible. It's, I feel like they're connected. Have you heard? Yeah. Of, I mean, it's not just your story and my story. It's a lot of people's stories that I've heard. Have you heard that as well? I have. Yes. A lot of it, um, People call it conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. but it's pretty obvious. It's not just a theory. Um, <laughs> people, conspiracy um, fact. 
a lot of the times conspiracy facts. Right. Yeah. Um, um, sorry about the honking horn, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was happening before we hit record. And it's distractions <laughs> from the enemy, is that's what I call it. <laughs> it's so weird so how like, it comes back. <laughs> I know. Um yeah, um people still call me a conspiracy theorist, but you know, a lot of these things are starting to come out in plain sight. So it's hard to say that it's just a theory, you know? Yeah. That's another thing I was going to talk to you about is um, how the discernment, once we choose Christ and choose to follow him, we see things differently, right? Cause our discernment is different so even just like the crystals not just the new age stuff but in the media just the normalization of witchcraft and and things like now as a christian things that i thought oh that's just oh the movies you know they always they for some reason the movies have all this scary negative stuff now it's like so obvious that there's some that you know it's the enemy at work and um yeah it's like it's just so different now, but I don't know. Yeah. Know what I mean. We're more awake than ever, you know, um, something that I always ask for is spiritual discernment and for God to guide me to all truth. And that's important in seeking truth. So I feel like if anyone's out there who isn't unsure about like, you know, where to go, what to do, just, just ask God for, mm-hmm you know, ask him to reveal himself to you and he will. Yeah. Um, totally. I believe that a hundred percent. Yes. Me too. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, oh yeah. And I, yeah. The part of your story that I loved so much is when you said, God, show me who you are. If you're real, just show me. And, yeah. 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 You have so to have cool. an open heart, you know? Mm-hmm. And right. And that takes some humility too, because we, at least for me, I was in the new age for 30 years. I thought I knew everything. I didn't think, you know, I, I didn't for that amount of time, like I said, I was anti-Christian. I didn't think there was anything in Christianity that there was to see or (laughs) like, yeah. and um, so it takes humility because I was, I was very wrong, very, very wrong. Yeah. Um, you brought, you said you had a book or two that you wanted to show us and recommend. Yeah. My priest recommended um, when I was a catechumen, uh, The Living God. So this is really good. It's a two volume set. It's The Living God and The Incarnate God. Um, I didn't, I just have The Living God, but uh, there's this, and who is who's the author or publisher? Um, Jeffrey Zell. You can find it on Saint Vladimir Seminary Press. Okay. You can order it online. And of course, the Orthodox Bible study. And 
And then I have this as my prayer book. This is really good. It's um, from St. Tecon's Monastery. Um, yeah. And then anything else you want to share with people that are new to orthodoxy? Um, I would say, I know it's a hard time right now because they're, you know, the whole Corona thing going on and, um, you know, different, it's hard to find a church sometimes. Um, so I'd say call around and try to find a priest to talk to, um, first of all, and go and visit a church, you know, um, you're not going to be able to learn everything just online. You're going to have to go in and experience it for yourself. It's not something that someone can just explain to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, that's a really great reminder. And I've mentioned it a couple of times on my channel too, that there's a lot of criticism about online orthodoxy and I get it. I understand but at the same time, I mean, this is how I found orthodoxy. Me too. So I'm not going to criticize people that are creating content. But at the same time, I think the point of the criticism is just to remind people that it's a practice. It's a lifestyle. It's not an intellectual pursuit. You can't just collect. Like you see all these books I have. Yeah, I'm collecting books and I read a lot, but I also go to church and I pray and I'm doing the right. Jesus prayer. And um, but also taking things slowly because um, right. a lot of people too, they can just get too into it. And then, and then that fire burns out. I've heard from yeah. several people. So just take your time and, and have a lot of conversations with Orthodox people face to face, not just in the chat, not just on telegram. I mean, that's great too. And before I forget, I want to invite any ladies watching right now, um, I have a telegram group for baptized Orthodox women all the way to women that have just discovered Orthodoxy a week ago. And if you're interested and you want to join us, there's 85 women in the group right now. We're talking in there all day long. It's so much fun. We share books, articles, videos. We have conversations about parenting, dating, um, just like fun stuff. It's so supportive. And so you can send me a message on Instagram at a devotional heart. And um, let's see what else. Um, Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? It seems like a good place to, to wrap it up. I want to thank you so much, Dina. Thank you for having me. And um, this today is December 30th. This is probably going to be my last interview of 2021. And I have some really exciting news that I'm finally getting all my, all of my interviews up on a podcast. I've been working slowly toward this goal of getting everything available on Spotify and iTunes so you can share my interviews with your friends. And I just want to thank everybody who watches and likes and subscribes and leaves comments for us. And Um, especially those of you who show up on the premieres and we have so much fun in the chat and I want to thank my moderators as well. Um, I have about 20 people on my list of 
interview guests for 2022. So um, just really want to thank everybody and wish you a very, very happy new year. And again, Dina, God bless you. Thank you again for being my guest today. Thank you. God bless you too. Happy new year. All right, guys. Well, I will see you next time. Bye.